The Koi Gig Pod. I then had to then fake an injury because I didn't want to tell people that I was pregnant until the 12 weeks gone. That's, it's mad to think of really, it seems kind of archaic. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. We've been talking about uh, Manchester team in red being back, relying on all their traditional things of like being better than everybody else. Munster also back, Alan Quinlan. Munster are back. No, they're not. They are. Come <laughs> on. This far. is the start of it. The results have been pretty good in the last number of weeks, to be fair. And um, But it's more than the results, right? Yeah, they're, um, Graham Roundtree, you think when, when they're struggling on Saturday and there's, there's young players, new players coming onto the field, uh, new brigade really, who can hopefully be part of Munster in the next number of years and they will be um, coming off the bench and stuff like that. I think it was, um, you know, 24 nil at half time, you're thinking this is really, really good and that uh, they'll get a bonus point win and win comfortably. But they're still underpowered, Ger. You know, they're lacking a little bit of uh, game management, I think, and and you know a lot of those players have played in the lot a lot in the last six seven weeks. So um, and there's always going to be a reaction if you go in at half time and you're Phil Dawson and Sam Vesti. What are you saying to the Northampton players? Um, and there's a general natural reaction. And you've the benefit of an extra man for that. The rest of yeah, the game. and and I think um, it exposed them a little bit in the second half, and they they made some mistakes and errors, but. I think the way they dug in and they've shown a lot of resilience in the last couple of weeks, which is encouraging. Um, you know, like I said it early on, no one expects Munster to to win win a trophy this year. Um, but it's a lot more positive than it was at the start of the season. And there's some, you know, they have to develop more and they have to bring in some strength and quality. But yeah, but they're develop they're developing the strength and quality as much as they possibly can by not just picking players who are. They're stalwarts. Like, I don't think there's any way on earth that Van Graan would have left Murray and Earls out of the matchday squad. It just it wasn't his style. He, he didn't pick the young players when he had the opportunity to. He didn't bring them through as a, as a matter of course. But yesterday, big selection to be made at the weekend, big selection to be made, and they made it. Yeah, they did. And um, now it could have backfired, right? It could have backfired, yeah. But look, at some point, um, it's it's tough on on Conor Murray and Keith Earls, given what they've done. Um, I went through that myself. I got dropped for um, a game. I think it was two thousand and ten, away to London Irish in round one. And uh, sometimes you can have the right attitude, and you can be back in there and get another run. So I believe Conor Murray and Keith Earls were very positive with the the squad. Um, there was no head down stuff. Which I would expect from them. They're both, um, you know, really good professionals. Good, always had good attitudes about them, and that's what you want. Um, I had in 2010, as I said, I got dropped and had to dust myself down, and I got picked for too long the week after. Um, obviously, Munster went to London Irish that game, lost. There was a couple of changes. You were delighted, were you? Yeah. Well, no, I wasn't delighted, but I was delighted to be back in the group. But look, you kind of accept when you're in that yeah. bracket of your. You're kind of heading in. You're into your thirties. I was 34, 35 at the time, and and you're thinking, um, you know, you can't go in and beat the door down and say, why am why am I not starting? You can be upset and disappointed, and I'm sure Conor Murray and Keith Earls were. It's just tough. From the timing is tough, isn't it? But given the internationals, uh, the Six Nations squad being being brought up, and you would love both of them to have a kind of a. Uh, a surge like Johnny Sexton had. It was a couple of years ago people were saying Johnny Sexton was finished 
and I'm I don't, sure and I don't think it's squad. beyond the bounds of possibility that they will but the right thing for Munster to do was to get that depth it was a, it was a big call and it was a brave call and Patterson and Casey obviously um, the wings Calvin Nash Shane Daly have been doing well again they look like they're being coached now look at the form of Mike Haley um, these guys were, were players last year that people were questioning should they be playing at all and are they good enough now they're showing the quality they're not tearing the world apart uh, here but they're doing very very well and they're showing a lot of promise um, so they were big calls and I don't think those are you right those calls wouldn't have been <coughs> made last year Though even those calls Quinny I'm just looking at this, uh, reminding myself of the substitutions he made with a, with a quarter left like Carberry's off for Rory Scannell and included there as well, Peter O'Mahony coming off. So like you've you've got lads coming off, coming on the pitch with an average age of twenty three, like less experience. So he clearly trusts these young players. If with a quarter left, with Northampton coming back into the game, he's bringing off experience and taking on youth. There's a level of, of trust there. Yeah, and it's not always. Uh, sometimes when you're watching the games, you're kind of going, "Oh God, is that the right call?" Yeah. Or you know. There's an inclination to think close it out here, and 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 but they were they were brave in what they did, and the coaching team, and I think Graham Rountree is trying to. All you want from any coach is they tell you the truth and they say if we give you we're going to give you a chance and we trust you and believe you and all that kind of stuff. Players will always say that, and if they believe the coach backs it up with with actions, um, it makes a huge difference, and you create a really strong spirit and a strong bond. So. Yeah, he made those calls, and um, they're big calls. Um, sometimes they can, you kind of go, is it damaging to the player coming off? I see when Joey Carberry's coming off, I'm saying, is that, mm. how, how's he feeling? What's he thinking here? Um, they're the type of calls that happen at Leinster all the time, but because the strength and depth is so intense, you just accept it. With Munster, it's been like, oh, they have to play these players every second. You can never take a manny off because the players coming in are, aren't going to be anywhere close to him as good. But actually, in the long run, all that does is cement that you're stuck with that you've got to like Roundtree it seems is thinking both immediate short term but also long term here to build that level of competition for places and you might go off with Ireland fair enough but when you come back if the lad who was in your place is playing really well you're going to have to fight to get back in what you did with Ireland isn't the be all and end all the way it would have been previously where everything seemed to be picked on reputation yeah and you want that um, you want that for international squad members coming back to feel like they've got a really worked their socks off to get back in again. Um, we, we've seen that. And, and listen, they're, they're very treadbare, aren't they? The second row, um, they have a number of second rows out, which, which counts against them a little bit um, in the power stakes. But um, I think the fans like Graham Rountree as well. I think he's been honest in his interviews. He hasn't shirked away from being critical of them and saying it's not good enough. Um, but given the resources and what they have and the change of a lot of young players coming through, Someone like John Hodnett coming into into the side and coming off the bench, bringing energy. Uh, Ken Dillon has, has, has done very well. Um, Coombs, talk about Coombs for a bit because there was um, just a bit of, I don't know, it was a second season syndrome or concern that he hadn't kicked on to the level that we thought his spectacular athleticism and, and rugby brain, it seemed, was going to allow him to. And there was a setback. But like most young players have setbacks right and, and, I do yeah and what we're seeing hopefully now is a, is a surge yeah and I think the, there's still a lot more in Gavin Coombs if, and he probably st- still needs to work on, and be, be more consistent I think having moments uh, consistent moments in the game but his form of late is, is um, has changed um, you go back to what happened probably in November with that that, that game against New Zealand Um 
disappointing for him. He was then on the bench in Cork. Um, a little dip in form. And, you know, players do have this, young players. And you just look at Caelan Doris, Jack Conan, these guys in the last number of years, the amount of involvements they have in the game and what's required as, as, as a number eight now, getting your hands on the ball regularly, not just the picking goals where he scored a lot of tries in the last couple of seasons, Gavin Coombs. He's now getting more involvements. He's incredibly athletic, powerful. And I've said this from the start, you know, he's the kind of guy that if I was tackling... Um, so he he he's a lot of leg drive and but he does he hurt the opposition enough for his physical size, and I think there can be a little bit more in that aggression and that that kind of swatting players off, getting the ball in wider channels because he's quite quick as well. Um, but in recent weeks we've seen a, a real uh, return to form of him, and uh, I think he has ability to go higher, and he's got to do it consistently, and then. He does. He's going to be in the Irish um, mix, and and certainly in the mix for the World Cup selection if he delivers it regularly and has a real presence, not just when it comes to scoring tries close in. Well, sometimes it's a, like is the fact that he wasn't uh, down for con- uh, inclusion by Andy Farrell in November. Um, you know, Roundtree kind of hinted at that after the game at the weekend that you know maybe that was the kick up the ass that that Gavin Coombs needed. Sometimes players need that change, and it, ha- it seems to have helped yeah. him. It has, yeah, and I think there's still he's still just um, without putting too much pressure on him I think he's doing really well he looks like he's comfortable he's happy um, he's enjoying his rugby again and he's a very very good player who's a big physical specimen um, I just think it's that those multiple involvements that Paul O'Connell and Andy Farrell <laughs> love from players and need and that's what the modern day international game requires and I think he's getting there and he just needs to to keep building on his game but it's very positive for him and for Munster and he deserves massive credit because he's still a very young yeah, player yeah yeah, and look at his strike rate even from tries like what Zebo's on 69 he's on 29 already 25 <laughs> years of age he's, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's hunting down that record he has a real eye for that try line <laughs> even though a lot of them are close in but yeah. he's just so hard to stop there uh, we've given Ulster a lot of grief over the last 4 or 5 weeks and, and they deserved it but um I hate the moral victory thing, but like that's definitely a moral victory when you go to the European Champions yeah. and with 83 minutes on the clock, you're still winning. Yeah, it's been a dreadful run for them, really, as regards results. Six losses in the last seven. So um, a heartbreaking one for them because I think they they probably could have and should have won that game. Um, the conditions were horrendous and it was so difficult to play. And at times, I think they were nervy and trying to contain La Rochelle a little bit. It was very difficult to play any sort of rugby. But um, Dan McFarlane's argument that they should have, poss- probably should have got a penalty try before half time is very legitimate. Right. I think um, they were putting so much pressure, those numerous penalties. And a sin bin against La Rochelle. And I thought it could have been a penalty try and it could have been really significant because it was just one of those games that there was a score here or there was going to decide the game. Um, there was no messing around with the penalty tries in the Gloucester game. Straight in, that's penalty try, you've collapsed them all, away we go. Why was there a difference? Is it inconsistency of refereeing? Well, I think it's just their view as regards is the try definitely be going, to, going to be scored? Um, watching them back again, I think certainly one of them looked like a Ulster were going towards that line Nick Timoney drops one as well which is just it sums up that unfortunate 
kind of those little breaks that you need in a match. Is this a turning point for them though, where they go to a match where we expect them to get hockeyed and it's going to be complete disaster? But actually, they're coming away from it thinking. I don't know, Jer, to be honest, because um, they're pretty brittle at the moment mentally, and it, that's understandable when a lot of stuff has gone against them in the last few weeks. I think it's what you believe in the dressing room when you look around and you believe that you're much you're stronger than this, you're better than this. If they believe that, yes, it can be a turning point. Um, they've sailed at home. They're, they're on three points. They've got to get a bonus point win, get to eight and hope for other results to go their way if they were to sneak in. Um, but it's highly unlikely that they'll get into their own 16. So ultimately, no matter what happens next Friday night, it could be real disappointment and more more reflection on the European results to lose three so far has been really really disappointing for them um, but it could be a turning point I think they showed a lot of grit and determination and they've probably been questioned a little bit on that in the last number of weeks um, fight but just that little bit of nous to try and you know get over the line and I think you know halfback has been a problem for them um, that game management and dare I say it, um, the man sitting in the stands who who comes on who was on here Friday morning, the La Rochelle coach, um, those kind of conditions, you know, he he would have been, you know, to have someone like that, yeah, um, on, on, as a number ten, putting the ball in the right areas. But um, they've had their issues, but I think they can take something out of it, and they need to try and find a bit of energy this week and 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 get a bonus point win against Sale, who. Um themselves are kind of clinging on Dan McFarlane was linked with the Leicester job I hadn't seen that and then he's asked about it in the aftermath and he's like yeah I've seen those I love my job here um, so uh, obviously the job that he's doing is being noticed and he's not getting any um, people aren't considering the last five or six weeks they're looking at the body of work that he's put together at Ulster if he's it looks like Leicester probably will hire from within but he's at least being linked with that job yeah and I think it's very difficult for him in the last couple of weeks um, you were given out to me for making excuses for Ulster and their travel and one o'clock and having to fly out on Sunday morning <laughs> for the sale game and I still go back to that and I say you know for a player trying to get up and having pre-match meals and all that stuff you still should be better than what they showed well if it was just that one match that was wrong yeah but then they had La Rochelle the week after the which the went against them coming half. down to the Aviva you know, yeah. Um, so yeah it's, there's more to it than that um, I think Dan McFarlane, by and large, has done a really good job. Small margins last year, they could have been winning the URC, but it's that consistency, isn't it, with Ulster and, and finding faults and um, opportunities, opposition seem to do that at crucial times. Um, we've got to ask you about the situation with Eddie Jones, uh, where he gets sacked by England and Australia are like, yeah, come on down, buddy, five-year contract. It's incredible, isn't it? It's, it's, it's hard to believe that... Um, you know, this guy's plotting uh, World Cup success with England a couple of months ago and he's talking about England um, still being on the right track and, and being ready and, and being real contenders for the World Cup and now he'll be plotting against him. Um, I'm, I'm not sure England themselves and the payout that he got and... and um, I'm not sure they'll be entirely happy that they didn't put a clause in there that he can't work with another World Cup opponent in wow. this calendar in this year like. which should have been put in because essentially 
you know, you're possibly a Australian England could be clashing on the quarterfinals and he knows their players inside out tactically. Um, the challenge for Steve Bortwick, if that happens, is to kind of rip up what, what has been done and certain calls and patterns and stuff like that, which there's an argument to say should be done anyway because yeah, England were very bland to watch. Yeah. And um, But it's amazing how this has happened. And perfect scenario for Eddie Jones. He gets paid out and uh, now he's a new contract for next Presumably number years Presumably there's some he's offsets. Back, you, you, he's back on uh, the beach in Australia. There must be some offset language where if you get a new job we don't have to pay you. There must be something. Like, if there isn't, the RFU don't know. Maybe that lawyers. will come out but um, to for that to happen is a big, if 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 there was, you'd imagine there should have been something put in because if you go and work with one of the, the opponents like that yeah. so quickly. Uh, but it's, it's, um, Australia's results have been poor and Dave Rennie's paid the price they lost nine matches last year and uh, it's harsh though it's very harsh on Rennie isn't it late 50 the timing is it harsh on, is it harsh on him it's their worst run of results since 1958 so if you put it in context and say well you January know, is it harsh here, then you're a bit more ruthless Jerry. Well, is it, it harsh it's hard to argue with that it's, uh, since yeah. 1958 it's the, the their worst run of results good, right? the performance against France I thought was sensational yeah. like they played such Proper old school and Australian in fairness, rugby. he's had so many injuries this year. I think they could be a real danger I at do the too. World Cup. Like, I really <laughs> think they could be a real danger and a threat and a possibility at the now, World Cup. Eddie Jones might kill all the good attacking. It depends what way he approaches yeah. this now. If yeah. he goes in with the iron fist and trying to be absolutely ruthless with players, he could break them up very easily. But um, can I just ask you about Jamie Osborne before we go? Um, so he's not he's not your stereotypical. Uh, he comes through as a fullback. That's his like when he's when he's underage, but has got most of his rugby at Leinster at centre. He's a big lad. He is, yeah, he's superb. Six, six um, three, six four. He's caught. He's caught the eye this year, big time. And it's not for the flamboyant stuff. It's been small things that I've seen him do, and obviously he's shown flamboyance now and real confidence. And and Saturday he was he was it was a outstanding performance for him. And I think there's a there's a real opportunity, and essentially this guy could go on and play for Ireland. He could be in an, a, a Six Nations squad. Robbie Henshaw is still a doubt, um, but he's another another wonderful find for Leinster, isn't he? Um, such a young player, so athletic. He's powerful. He's aggressive. You saw the offload down at Limerick for Luke McGrath when out of nothing. So he can do that as well. A very direct player, but. Um, a really really good player and it was brilliant on Saturday the post-match interview I think with Marcus um, was like and there's a, a troop of brothers I don't know how many brothers there are but there are more to come um, another Kildare breeding them down in Nace there are they? No. Uh, like it's we can't stick them in the team yet can we? or can we? and the Irish team um, would you would you want to have a look and say like Every other rugby, I'd have him in around there, and I, I'd be, you know, I wouldn't rule it out. Because, every other rugby uh, country, six to twenty-one year old in the team for a while to see how they get on. We're like, ah, come back to me when you're twenty-five. Mm. Yeah, he's 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 definitely physically. The one thing about young players, you think when you put him international rugby, is you worry about the physical side of the game. He is physically well able for it. So so why not? I think he could be, he could be a real contender for the Six Nations. And, um, and there is a versatility there in terms of where his best position is. Still to be established. Yeah, he could be. Uh, yeah, he looks like a centre to me now. You know, we see a lot of young players playing wing, full back, 
Um, he looks like a centre. He's that size, that physicality. We still don't have a second choice 15, do we? Like what, what if Hugo um, Keenan gets injured? Yeah, I think Mac Hansen played at full back at the weekend and was really good. And I was listening to um, you know an interview with Andy Friend afterwards talking about um, when he came over to Ireland first, he, he was informing Connacht prefers it. that he prefers full back and right. that's his preferred position. I think comfortably he could play at full back. Okay. I think so Mike Haley has done well. Um, I don't know if it's going to be enough to get him into a squad, um, but he, they'll definitely consider him. I think he's played really well in the last while. But Mac Hansen is probably your next, your next option to go in there as a fullback. Okay, um, John O'Gibbs sacked as well in the last twenty-four yeah, hours. Job available, yeah. I think their results have been really poor. They've lost eight games this year in the league, won six. They're down in tenth in the top fourteen. So again, it's kind of like the the, the Dave Rennie Australia scenario. Someone has kind of stood up on the board and said, you know, Not good enough. Enough, here, yeah. enough is enough here. They go to the Stormers the weekend um, and could find themselves out. They're, they're sitting eighth in Pool B on six points. So, What, what do you think is most likely? Because I know you've been working on the Yeah, I've been looking there. on this. For Munster, I think not getting the bonus point could be really significant. The Ospreys got a, a, a um, you know, beating Montpellier with a bonus point. They're up to 10 points. Munster is sixth at the moment. Montpellier seventh on seven points and Clermont eight on six points so Sale are, are, are ninth Ulster tenth they both have a chance depending well if Sale get a bonus point win they go to ten points and will will probably make it yeah. problem for Munster is they go to Toulouse so um, maybe a losing bonus point they will guarantee they'll probably still make it but could could find themselves out of the reckoning or could um, find themselves in Dublin against Leinster yeah, if they finish date, they'll they'll be in Dublin um, against Leinster, and um, it'll be uh, another interesting interesting game. Yeah, yeah. At least the fans won't have to you know pay for flights and all that kind of stuff. But um, it, it depends. Um, they can't focus about that. They've just got to make sure that um, they can see if they can get something in Toulouse. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. You know, because we saw last year eight and nine points got teams through. Yeah, yeah. All right. Good stuff, Queenie. Talk to you again on Friday. Thanks a million. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.